welcome to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where fantastic long-distance friends recap romance novels and other delicious kissing media while going on tangents and laughing our faces off. Hey, HBs! <laughs> I'm back! Uh, and I have to say, this is the perfect episode to come back with because things get appropriately silly when you mix JTT holiday shenanigans with real-life best friends Sierra Simone and Julie Murphy, especially when we have to introduce a new segment, Bing Boom Bong, Outlandish History Facts with Sierra. But before we get to that, I've got some business to attend to, and it's serious. I don't know if you noticed, but it's reading embrace season, y'all. That's right. We have arrived. So send your reading embrace entries to heavingbosomspodcast at gmail.com by Friday, December 30th, if you want to be shouted out in our celebration episode in January. Look, you've worked so hard on it all year. Or maybe you completely forgot and are looking at it for the first time right now. We don't care. It's an embrace. I want to envelop everyone in my bosoms. And in your email, if you also want to use that opportunity to tell a fun or heartwarming story, there's a good chance I'll read it on the podcast. So, December 30th, it's a hard deadline. I mean, unless you have to email it late, but you also manage to get it in before we record the episode. In that case, you'll probably still make it. All right? Again, embrace energy, not challenge energy. I'll have some more announcements coming soon, so stay tuned. Oh, my actual goddess. This week, we get to hang out with Sierra Simone and Julie Murphy. They are real-life best friends, and they co-wrote A Merry Little Meet Cute, which is the Christmas book I've always wanted. There's a plus-size porn star who accidentally gets cast in a Hallmark movie. There's a former boy band bad boy who's trying to like make a comeback and revamp his image like there's a dive bar called the dirty snowball for rudolph's sake but in addition to writing a holiday book just for me they did me the service of introducing me to jtt christmas magic so let's get to the recap of i'll be home for christmas Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. We have Sierra Simone and Julie Murphy here, and I'm stoked about it. So I don't know if I told you this, but I'm a parasocial creeper, and I did <laughs> know that you two were friends before. <laughs> but when I heard you guys are writing together, I almost fell over. So that's kind of what I want to talk about, working with your best friend. <laughs> well, we should probably go back to the beginning, shouldn't we, Julie? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's been a long and storied, uh, you know, hero's Ooh. journey for us. Ooh. It's true. And it, oh, and it started with like several tropes as well. Yes. Oh, I one forgot bed. about that. Oh. Forced one proximity. bed. <gasps> Forced yeah. proximity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all the best so, stories. Ugh. Back all in right. 2014, when we were both YA authors, one mm -hmm. of our friends, it was our debut year for a lot of us, and we weren't getting a lot of publisher attention because we were just 
a bunch of floundering debuts. Totally. And one of our friends decided she was going to rent a minivan and drive several of us around the Midwest and visit as many bookstores as we could. Oh, it was really sweet. And also something I would never think to organize myself. So absolutely good on her. Yeah. So she called me and said, Hey, I would love for you to come with me and my spouse. This is Natalie Parker and Tessa Gratton for anyone wondering. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, could you like, you know, would you be willing to share a bed with this third YA writer, Sierra Simone? And I was like, I don't know who that is. (laughs) And I hate strangers. And I also hate sharing rooms with people, but I don't (laughs) want to say no to you because our friendship is new and I want to, I want to be nice and Mm -hmm. play well with others. Mm -hmm. So I said, yes. And, you know, I flew into Kansas where everybody lived. That's where we were starting. And we drove straight to Sierra's house. And I said, Hi, I'm Julie Murphy, and I snore. Yeah. <laughs> and I so said, just warning. <laughs> I said that's okay. I have narcolepsy, and I can sleep through anything. Night match made in heaven. Yeah, match yeah. made in heaven. So it was it was really like insta love from then on out. <laughs> it's so true. So uh, yeah, it it really just completely evolved or should I say devolved from there. <laughs> um, we spent a lot of time in the back of a minivan and um sipping hot beverages and and like you know napping at will and yeah it was just magic oh a book tour put together with scotch tape and a dream exactly i love it i love exactly what it was exactly what it was perfect description and so we like meshed immediately like just Mm -hmm. immediately became best friends and uh we learned through being best friends that we are both vampires yeah and we have vampire work habits and so this not only led to us being sort of like virtual work buddies in the sense that we would write together at night sprint together mm-hmm. at night when we were both awake but we started doing retreats with just the two of us so that we could kind of keep our vampire work hours going yeah. so we would have these retreats where we would find a cabin in the woods and invariably for our schedules, it would always work out that it was around Christmas. Ooh. And so the cabin would be like all decked out for Christmas. You know, they'd have all their TJ Maxx Christmas decorations out or whatever. <laughs> and so we would sleep in as late as we wanted. And then we would wake up, you know, a little bit before lunch and then get started for the day and then work late into the night. Right. And we would reward ourselves with Christmas movies and pie when, when we got all of our words done. And so that was that was sort of the uh, the melu, if you if you will, of how <laughs> the the books itself started to come together. Oh yeah, my gosh, yeah. you hot geniuses! Ugh, oh, Christmas movies and you. pie. I can't. <laughs> I, I mean, was wondering that when we were recording yesterday, like why why it was Christmas movies specifically that you had watched so many like together or talked about or whatever. And this makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Hallmark yeah, is and- the reason for the season, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so many of these cabins didn't have like Netflix or like anything like that, but we could always find the Hallmark channel. Nice. Oh, so, and those play 24 hours a day in December. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> it's nuts. Yeah. 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 Hallmark it's, knows where their bread is buttered. Yeah. It's a very deep well. I mean, it's like when you think that, you know, it's like one of those horror movies where like the hallway stretches on and on and on. <laughs> like that is how many movies Hallmark has. Like you will never get to the bottom of Hallmark's movie bucket. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Never. <laughs> and so you decided to take the Hallmark Christmas movie and make it incredible and smutty and fabulous for the romance <laughs> world. Yeah. I mean, we tried. It all, I mean, we were we just sitting there one night with like pie on our chest basically, <laughs> yes. and just shoveling it into our face when like we were watching it especially I shouldn't say bad I should say rough around the edges raw mm. and especially mm. raw Hallmark movie <laughs> and one of us turned to the other and just was like this really isn't so different from a lot of other movies that you might watch alone at night and then it just <laughs> spiraled out of control <laughs> and spiraled here's the thing that I'll say about working with your best friend and you mm. might know something about this melody because you frequently work with your best friends I do but as a best friend, you're constantly hyping each other up, right? Like, should I buy this pair of pink pants I found mm-hmm. online? Should I go get myself a little like treat from the refrigerator? Should I go do this? Mm-hmm. And then the best friend is always like, yeah, yeah, you definitely should. You should do that because we love each other. But then when you're working on a project together, it becomes dangerous. And you're like, oh my God, that's an amazing idea. Let's do that. That's an amazing idea. Let's do that. And then uh-huh. we just never said no to each other <laughs> through the entire process. And here we are. And here we are. <laughs> I mean, Sarah, you were the accidental victim of Jenny and Katie and I figuring out that like that's our dynamic as a trio <laughs> with peculiar tastes like in this we we came to you as it as an anthology and then by the end of it there was a kickstarter there was all of the art it was a sexy stickers now. yeah yeah like, <laughs> as a bystander i have to say that watching that process happen like it was suddenly like hey i'm like you know, putting away like or putting aside like a week or two to write this anthology, and suddenly it was like I wrote a book. I wrote a book. <laughs> I mean, it's on Kickstarter. To be yeah. fair, that is the Sierra Simone process where I'm like, I'm just gonna write this short little anthology story, and uh-huh. then I'm like, oh, I I accidentally wrote a whole book. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> I do that to myself. I mean, and thankfully, pretty much all of the authors did the same thing, which was amazing because we were like can we make them books and then we realized (laughs) oh we have them already this is great (laughs) but it's a really like generative process because Mm. what I found is that when you're not with people that you trust you know implicitly and intellectually and creatively you don't you don't find yourself in that space you don't find yourself in that what if or what if we did this space because you're so worried about kind of guarding your yourself you know yeah and so when you're with someone that you already trust where those boundaries are already lowered I think that allows you to be so much more expansive and lateral in your thinking and that's how you end up with a dirty Christmas book that's sort of wholesome and also has a time traveling duke and a boy band in it (laughs) because you just never say no to each other that's right that's right (laughs) And that's what makes it beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I love the book. Um, I'm so excited that y'all are doing another one. It's amazing. Oh, my God. And you brought me another treat today that I had never seen. Uh, we're doing I'll Be Home for Christmas with the one and only Jonathan Taylor Thomas. JTT, JTT, baby. And an adorable Jessica Beale. Oh, my gosh. So yes. adorable. So well, cute. and Julie had messaged me and been like, is Jessica Beale like an adult woman in this? Like she looks <laughs> like she's an adult woman. And I looked it up and she was only 16 or 17 yeah, yeah. when she made the movie. 
It's just we didn't know how to dress teenagers in the nineties, I guess. Absolutely. And so or how like to properly portray college, like the college what, experience. Uh, was it what college? Is it? Was it high yeah. school? Was it boarding school? I had so many questions at I the know. beginning of the movie. I know. I know. Oh, okay. I guess we should tell everyone what the movie is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we're trying to get Jonathan Taylor Thomas home for Christmas. Uh, except he really doesn't want to do that. So JTT as like a slick operator was really, really fun. I don't know. Because yeah. he's so goddamn charming, just naturally. I like, this is probably too much information for me to divulge on a podcast, Never. but I come Never. from like a, a family of organized crime. And it really did something for me to see like cute little boy as a con man. I was like, oh, <laughs> this is sweet. This is the happily ever after I've been dreaming of. Absolutely. Yeah. So he starts off and he's got like, he's got like a, a friend or a lackey who really knows poor Ian. And it seems like JTT is the brains of the operation. And then Ian actually does the legwork yeah, for yeah. all of his schemes. And he's in a bit of a pickle because he wants to go to Cabo San Lucas for Christmas with his girlfriend. And she wants a family snow ridden reindeer on the roof christmas and yes. they cannot understand why the other one wants what they want <laughs> and can i can i just pause real fast and Please. say that at the beginning of the movie jonathan taylor thomas has gotten a ticket to go home to see his family which is a ticket to new york and he goes to ian the lackey and says turn these into two tickets to cabo st louis by hacking into the net and then his lackey says, okay. And then he goes and he hacks into the net oh, and yeah. he turns it into two tickets to Cabo Doesn't St. Lucas. does he also ask for business class? Maybe. I, I think so. Yeah. But I it's just... also in the same breath where he asked for backstage passes to Dave Matthews Band, which is awesome. I mean, yeah, that's rad. that's when I fell in love with JTT because yeah. I was a big DMB fan in my youth. So uh -huh. I was like, that's right. JTT knows what's up. Let's go see Dave <laughs> Matthews Band. I just really love that they are college students in this and everyone else in this movie, all the extras and side characters, other than Ian, JTT, and Jessica Biel, look like actual like you know seniors in college. Yes. But these three inexplicably look like they're 14. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, or can you even drive? Yeah. <laughs> and the college has lockers in the hallway. Is this like, is this anyone else's college experience? What is? What yeah. hap what's happened? That's why I was like, is it a high school boarding school? I don't know. And then it flashes up on screen. It's like LA College or uh -huh. whatever, like whatever Bland's name it has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so boy does ian hack into that net and she's super pissed because she's like you can't you can't just take over my christmas plans like that's ridiculous stop being a selfish monster basically but also stop being so cute because i can't stay mad at you and mm -hmm. that dynamic was really perfect for the actors in in general <laughs> so then as they're walking to class there's this eddie the man ed man to, can, can somebody explain eddie for me <laughs> Eddie, Eddie is like, okay, hear me out. Eddie is the book two hero. If this were a book, yes. Eddie is the book two yes. hero. Absolutely. He's, he's like the asshole bully who mm -hmm. every once in a while you think, oh, he could be charming. 
Yes. And then yeah. he just really does some irredeemable things. But I have to admit, like, I, I had a little bit of a lady boner for Eddie growing up. I was like, you could be mean to me. Absolutely. I I could watch you be mean to other people. Yeah. And and Eddie is very like singular in his goal, which is kind of like a good foil to JTT, who almost has the opposite of goals. Like Mm. he does not want to do things. And so, but Eddie, all Eddie wants is to impress Jessica Beale with his car. A pathfinder? Is that what it is? A pathfinder. Pathfinder. So he's he's trying to impress her as they're walking to class and he ends up backing into a beamer and mm-hmm. then he's like oh man oh shucks uh-huh and foiled yeah and jtt's <laughs> like finger guns and i'm out yeah. <laughs> yeah and his his singular obsession with jessica beale is kind of amazing in this book because you know or in this movie because you know in book two like when he finds the right person for his affection oh yes it'll be over yes (laughs) and she does not make it easy on him she is like she she's like she's tough she's She's like the quintessential 1999 feminist Mm. yes you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like don't you don't you dare say any of these awful things in my presence and also let's listen to alanis yes (laughs) yeah yeah i vibed with her hard me too all right, so then we find out because his dad calls and we find out that he hasn't been home because there is a dead mom. Um, poor JTT, dead mom alert. Mm-hmm. He can't really handle it. And there's a stepmom now, and that seems to be the pivotal issue as to why he hasn't come home for a while. We also learn a very key piece of information, mm. which is that Jonathan Taylor Thomas's dad is Lumberg from Office Space, which I find very relevant. And mm-hmm. his little sister is Margie from Xenon, girl of the 23rd century. That's, <gasps> That's not here or there. she's from. But... <laughs> oh, my God. I was looking at her face being like, where are you? <laughs> I was like, why am I singing Zoom, Zoom, Zoom in my head? That's yes. right. Xenon. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, he was also the data guy on Veep. And I swear yeah. to God, he looks identical to what oh, he did in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't understand how time works. He actually now. just could have been like early stages of his career. Like we could we could argue that this is just a prequel to Veep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is what happens when he when he goes home. Yeah. <laughs> Every once yeah. in a while when he exactly. leaves the office. <laughs> um, yeah, so the dad really, really, really wants him to come home. And he's just like, oh, like, I don't. And he's making up every excuse in the book. I have to join a circus. I have to do anything else. And the dad's like, okay, if you come home and you're home by 6 p.m. on Christmas Eve for dinner, I will give you the Porsche that they've been re- mm, What's that word? Why am I blanking? Restoring. Yeah. Restoring. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Thank you, Sierra. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, they've been restoring it together. And so, I was going to say giving it a makeover, which yeah, I mean, is that's the where wrong my... thing. Yeah. No, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> it is. Porsche yeah. makeover. Porsche makeover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So JTT right now is like, all right, there's literally nothing that can stop me from getting home. Except for the consequences of his own actions. Oh. <laughs> Man, he thinks he's a slick operator, but boy, does he get like stuck on a flypaper. Oh, it's terrible. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. So 
he has this he does he does bad fake ids for a bunch of big giant jocks and to make up Who for it definitely don't need fake ids just to like no! reinforce this I, this fact that like he is definitely 14 and everyone else is 24 Th- those three were 35 if they were a day like yeah. uh, <laughs> they were my peers right. <laughs> so anyway to make up for it he's like i'll get you answers for history class and then you can pass the test except that Eddie sees the plan going down and he follows Ian, poor sweet Ian. Oh my God. He I only know. gets abused throughout this whole movie. I feel Justice like Ian's for Ian. book three. Yeah. Can Ian we make book Ian three. book three? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, not yeah, a novella, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. And so he stops him from giving the history answers via beepers yeah this is a key Mm -hmm. part i feel like is that the way they're gonna cheat on the test is that the cheaters get the the beepers and they have them in class and then the beepers will flash with the answers like number one frederick douglas frederick douglas they couldn't remember (laughs) frederick douglas from fourth grade history (laughs) they're 35 it's been a while Yeah, so he stops him. He puts him in his locker again. He locks him in his locker, poor guy. In college. His locker in college. That's the one. Yeah. (laughs) Still just as restrictive. It's really odd. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And so then the jocks are really super mad. And they track JTT down at a party. And his plan, he's already made up with Jessica Biel. And he's like, I'll pick you up in the morning. I've got two tickets back home. And I am a selfish mess because I really only want a Porsche. However, it seems like I'm being a great boyfriend. And she's like, yay, see you tomorrow at 8 a.m. So he's getting sloshed at this party, but he gets kidnapped by the jocks to get back at him for making them ruin history class. Mm-hmm. And then he wakes up in the morning and they do a big hangover on him, I feel like. How? (laughs) He literally has a Santa beard glued to his face and wakes up in like Joshua Tree? Right. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The desert with like buzzards or vultures or whatever. Yeah. 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 Like they roofied him hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they put him out in the desert and they really, I'm sorry, this is my 35 year old mind that they, they could have killed him. Like yeah. that's, yeah. <laughs> that's bananas. Yeah. yeah. It's all These fun are like though. the stories that park rangers warn you about when you go out to like, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 But he's in pretty good spirits when he wakes up. It seems to me like he's like, oh man. Not but he's not, yeah, yeah. Right. He's not <laughs> panicking nearly the amount that I read a Sweet Valley High one where they were lost in the desert overnight and it's no joke it's very scary so i would have been very scared it's very scary and like when when is the dehydration gonna get to you where yeah when is that a mirage or is it not i don't know right (sighs) and doesn't the desert get really cold in the winter because there's no moisture in the air to like hold heat in or something Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. so much science in that sentence yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. Anyway, maybe the Santa beard kept him warm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, right? Like the Santa, the whole Santa suit helped during the very, very cold night, and then it gets extra dangerous during the day because it's at, like all of it. I feel like is glued to him. 
They put super glue on the hat. I think they put super glue on the collar. Hey, HBs. I started an Etsy store. Did you know? Right now, it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need. Because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent would always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent would always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter with the help of HB Jen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie. And it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. So what's her name? Jessica Beal is waiting for him to get picked up at like 8 a.m. And she's like, he stood me up. He's the worst. But... Eddie's there to save the day. With his Pathfinder. Maybe yeah. this should have been Eddie's story. I'm just saying. You know? <laughs> and, know? And Eddie woos her into the Pathfinder by telling her he has butt warmers on <gasps> his seat. And that is Julie and I's love language. Oh, like, yeah. I would be yeah. like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. Like, say yeah. no more. <laughs> Thank you for thinking of me and my behind. Thank yeah. you. Yes, when you bought this car. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not for warming butts. It's for easing the, the pain in my lower back. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm 30-something, whatever, mm-hmm. however if, old I am now. If you're ever having period cramps, I highly oh. recommend going for a drive with them on high. And oh. that just, like, heat seeping through your lower back. I oh, it's that. so nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Well, really yeah. Good and so she's like, there are ground rules. If you say anything, I'll slug you. If you try to fuel me up, I'll slug you. I really did appreciate that she said no sexist, racist, or homophobic jokes in my presence. Like, that actually made me really happy for a yeah, time for, movie. For 1998. Yeah. yeah. Very impressive, right? I, yeah. was, I was pretty impressed by that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I watched um, Clueless again last year after a while. And I was like, ah, oh, no. Like, there's so much in it. It did not yeah. age well. Paul so Rudd has lovely. not aged, but that movie has. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he gets to a desert mechanic shop, basically. Yeah, general store, trading post. I <laughs> Yeah, it's all of those things. Pony Express stop. I'm not really sure. <laughs> he tries to call his dad and his dad thinks that he's pulling a fast one on him again. And he's like, I'm yes. not sending you money. No, it was ridiculous. Like, we had a deal. Get home or don't. And I appreciated that out of dad. I really I really thought that was really clever character work mm-hmm. to have something 
to have a character who's constantly telling outlander stories as sort of this slick con man mm-hmm. and then to have him thrown into a genuinely like banana balls situation that he can't even explain without people thinking he's lying because he lies so much like mm-hmm. i thought that was a really good like setup for the whole movie Absolutely. Because there's no other reason for this very privileged, very caring dad to be like, go fuck yourself. Be home yeah. for Christmas or don't. <laughs> like, yeah, right, right. It makes so much sense. So then old ladies come to the rescue. Yes. And they're like, oh, I heard that your dad won't help you get home for Christmas. And he's like, he does the lying thing again. Yeah. I don't even think he needs to. It's just like knee jerk reaction is nutty story. So he tells them that his dad has an operation and he he needs to get there to be there in time to like be there when the anesthesia wears off or whatever. And she's like, oh, sweetie, darling, get into the back seat. We're going to Vegas and we'll get you that far. To see Tom Jones. We're going to Vegas to see Tom Jones. We're Jones girls. (laughs) And I was like, even in the 90s, surely he was old. And they were old, but indeed the old ladies are very old. I mean, they yeah. are. Yeah, it was one of those movie like mo- movie moments where I'm like, these people are no longer alive. Definitely yes. for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially that one that lost her teeth. Yeah. You know, yeah. definitely oh, not yeah. around anymore. No, um, no, no. Yeah, so shenanigans ensue in the car. He's not feeling well because he was drunk and or roofied the night before. And his um, beard gets ripped off, though. Oh, my they rip yeah. off his beard and i just have to say it does not look like he's had permanent adhesive stuck to his face no that was movie magic jtt yeah. <laughs> yeah he has every single layer of skin still intact and it's not yes. physically possible yeah. <laughs> right yeah yeah Beauty and moisturized mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah so he ends up like throwing up in the car because the old ladies are being old with like pickles and teeth and stuff mm-hmm can't handle it throws up in one of their handbags and gets kicked the hell out which i was like good on you old ladies Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah way to have good boundaries yeah don't throw up in my mom's purse that's a good boundary for all of us i think yeah absolutely although there was one time i was in a cab with a friend and i didn't want to get thrown out of the cab and so uh she was gonna throw up and i did just put my purse underneath her oh that's so that self-sacrifice she puke into my purse i um, would never wow. let someone forget that <laughs> no. i mean like you're paying for every airbnb every girl's trip from now on <laughs> you puke I mean, into my it, purse that's yeah. friendship yeah friendship that's yeah, it's definitely You're... friendship in college. <laughs> Real writer guy. Real writer guy. <laughs> so when he gets thrown out across the giant highway with, you know, four lanes of traffic or whatever, he sees Allie stopped at a little roadside farmer's market situation. With yeah, like buying avocados or something. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. on a road trip, going to buy a watermelon can or we, like a cantaloupe. Can I just pause for a minute and say... Who drives home for Christmas when you're literally driving from coast to coast? No one. Because that's, if you combine those two round, like the whole round trip, that's half your college, that's half yep. your winter break. Yeah. Yep. So for real. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really uh, interested to know the philosophy behind 
like the drive versus what the yeah maybe eddie is scared of flying or something Ooh, yeah he I has like to that. overcome that in book two yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He oh my god he ends up flying Please. for her. <gasps> It'll be his grand for gesture. Him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like it. Oh, man. Okay. I like it. I'm really glad we wrote this together. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Eddie sees JTT and he's like, ah, get in the car. We gotta go." And she's very confused <laughs> because she did not see the Santa across the way mm-hmm. that looks suspiciously like her boyfriend. And he's like, no, please stop. And they don't. Mm-hmm. So he ends up trying to hitchhike. And he's out there for like, I don't know, a day and a half. <laughs> like it was. Yeah, it was yeah and time. he's like to mountains somehow. Like somehow, he's like Colorado. He, yeah, yes. like I, w- I wasn't sure what mountains he had gotten to by this point. But he's to some mountains. Mm-hmm. And he has to sleep in a sleigh one night like a like the town squares decoration of like a santa claus sleigh Uh, and then it was cute he gets kicked out in the morning and replaced by a stuffed santa like by the santa that is actually supposed to sit there yeah and he had thrown the stuffed santa out i'm sitting there with my six-year-old and when that stuffed santa poked at him and looked like it was talking both of us had a had a frightened reaction and like (laughs) that makes sense for him okay but (laughs) i'm a grown-ass woman anyway somebody was holding that stuffed santa and it wasn't nearly as scary as i thought it was um i thought this had turned into like an animatronic nightmare i don't know yeah (laughs) yeah it really got me (laughs) like an episode of doctor who where like the stuffed santas come to life oh god Oh, it's like that mannequin episode. Oh, man. oh yeah. yeah. Oh, ah. That's a good episode. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> yeah, and so he's walking on the side of the road, and then this this disaster criminal, this sweet, sweet disaster criminal, decides that it's more important to get his one slice of tomato off the floor in the passenger side uh, footwell than, like, drive in the snow. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's shenanigans. It's total shenanigans. Yeah. He nearly hits him on the side of the road. He stops and he's like, I've killed Santa. Oh my God. (laughs) But then he finds him 30 feet. If it was an inch, like he slid so far. (laughs) It was amazing. But then they get into the car and he's like, oh yeah, I'll get you as far as this place or whatever. Okay. Jonathan Taylor Thomas is like, it's been two hours. Like, I can't have this conversation about how you almost killed me again. And meanwhile, he's still holding the same burger and the same one slice of tomato. And I just loved it. I don't know. I just loved it. I found it was very hard. Burger. Uh huh. Yeah. He maybe he's our novella. Really? I was gonna say I cannot get a read on this criminal character. Like his motivations other than sandwiches like he reminds me of this kid i knew in high school who used to steal perfume from the perfume store in the mall but had no plan for it like (gasps) would just have a trunk full of perfume (laughs) (laughs) like he didn't know what steps came next he just knew to steal perfume and then was like i don't know and then he just had a trunk full of perfume that he would give girls he was trying to date (laughs) i mean 
you know. <laughs> I mean, I think that's kind of sweet. Kind of, yeah. I'm broken. Is I got think, there. Story. <laughs> yeah. Julie, you're yeah. like, oh, crime. Yeah, crime. Crime for me. Say crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they get pulled over because they speed to try and catch Allie and Eddie, who they see on the road. Who, by the way, Allie and Eddie are listening to one of my favorite Aqua songs mm. in the car. Yeah. Yep. So they're jamming out to Aqua. Mm-hmm. And I think that JTT literally says, oh my gosh, it's so good. I think he literally <laughs> says, like, follow that Pathfinder. Yes. Yeah. Follow yeah. that Pathfinder. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfection start to finish. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. So he, in order to get out of this ticket, JTT jumps into the driver's seat, puts on his beard, and he's like, hello, officer. Oh, we're just speeding to give all of these presents to a bunch of kids. And the criminal sitting next to him is like, no, I was going to a fence. And JTT is like, and then the the officer's like, oh, great. I will get you there faster than you could ever get there on your own. And they're like, fuck me sideways. I don't know how we're going to get out of this. So they follow the police officer to the hospital and they're like, okay, you got us here. Please leave. Please leave. And the guy's like, I could really use some Christmas cheer. Yeah. I'd like to see you give presents to all these sick children. It's so good. So they do the whole sitting on Santa's lap thing. And then at the end, they're like, do you want this dust buster? You lucky (laughs) Microwave. (laughs) This toaster can do four slices at a time. (laughs) But then this sweet bear at the very end fills them full of the Christmas spirit because he's like, I don't want any toys. I don't want that dust buster. I just want to be home with my family and my dog and it's just the sweetest thing in the whole wide world and because of that all three men get very choked up and very inspired to get back to their loved ones so they're all at the payphone crying and it's very cute jtt can't actually get a hold of his dad and so she he talks to his stepmother instead and he's like nice to her but obviously cold And she's like really doing her best, like asking him his sweater size and like, oh, we're getting ready for you to come home and la da da. Can I interrupt for just a moment? I didn't know sweater sizes worked like that. I don't think they do, period, at the end. (laughs) Because it's, she's like, what sweater size do you wear? And he's like, oh, it's still a 38. A, if, JTT has never had a 38 measurement on his body ever in his life. <laughs> never. Anywhere. Just not anywhere. even height no. wise. No. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, he's a short king. That's fine. That's right. But uh yeah, that's one thing. Cause this is a like yearly Christmas watch for me. And me and my husband every year are always like, what is this? <laughs> what does is this for a Christmas blazer? What does this mean? Well, or like that's that feels like Christmas pants. You know, yeah, like you yeah. do that for a waistband, <laughs> sure. Yeah, Christmas pants. It just doesn't have the same ring to it. No, it doesn't. No. It yeah. doesn't. <laughs> Should we do ugly pants parties now instead? I mean, I, I don't mind. So. Yeah, yeah. I, every every day is ugly pants party for me. Same. <laughs> so true. I've got my my polka dotted leggings on now. Oh, yeah, love it. <laughs> nice. Perfect. Yeah. So uh, then, criminal Nolan is like, 
I don't want to be a criminal anymore. Instead, I want to get back to whoever I was on the phone with. Goodbye, Santa. I love you so much. <laughs> Thank you for the Christmas spirit. And then the cop is like, please help me get my wife back. She did leave me a month ago. And I don't know what to do with myself. I know she'll come home if Santa himself asks her. And meanwhile, JTT's like, what's happening with all of these adults thinking I'm the literal Santa. I don't understand. <laughs> so at first but he tries to blow him off. Yeah, yeah he gives the, the cop a pep talk and he's like, she left you, have some self-respect. Mm. Until the cop is like, well, I guess I won't drive to Nebraska then to try to win her back. Mm -hmm. And then JTT is like, you said what now? Further <laughs> Nebraska, you said? <laughs> Let's repair your marriage, That's my friend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. I'm here by a marriage counselor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they get there, and I love this restaurant so much. I need it to exist in real life. It is Turf and Turf. Turf and Turf. <laughs> oh, my God. How did I miss that? <laughs> what? It's the best. I wrote it in all caps in my Same. notes. Turf like, and turf. <laughs> Same. Oh my god! I cannot tell you how many times I've seen this movie. <laughs> yeah, and all of the waitresses have like cow hats on, and it's so cute. I would work can I there. Just, can I just say? I know that this is like not the most important detail in a movie about a Christmas caper, mm. but the cop drives his patrol car six hours to nebraska six hours out of his jurisdiction yeah mm -hmm. to nebraska and he's that's not a good fine. police officer yeah he's bad at his job bad at yeah. his job <laughs> but you... that actually does feel like a crime i don't know if i'm correct about that but yeah. that feels like it's a stolen definitely vehicle at this point. gonna get you in trouble like yeah, for sure. it's like just wait five seconds and get your real car. <laughs> also, the mileage on those cars, the gas mileage is really bad. Like, you're, mm. you know, it's like four miles to the gallon or whatever. So oh, it's just not God. a good decision. I all feel around. like that was good, though, in 1998. Like, that was decent <laughs> gas mileage. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Yeah. The, the late 90s, for any younger listeners, was really the era of SUVs so massive that you had to power them with like, you know, oh. the like Venus rockets that NASA used yeah. in like their early days. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like the Hummers were actual diesel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. nutter butters. I mean, huge. I just, I just remember like parking lots, you know, like all of the asses of these SUVs would be hanging out of the back mm -hmm. lines of these like, parking spaces. Yukon, yeah. Yukon, Yukon. <laughs> oh yeah. Excursion, expedition. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Catch that pathfinder. The 90s. <laughs> um, so he, okay. So he goes into the restaurant and he's trying to get Marjorie to come home. And Marjorie's like, Marjorie. I know, I love her. Oh my God. She deserves so much better than, I know. than this disaster asshole. It's fine. Her it's cheating fine. husband. So you learn that she has fled to Turf and Turf as a refuge because her husband kissed his ex-girlfriend. In like, front of her. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, oh, you didn't tell me that, officer. Yeah. Pips salient, salient detail there. Yeah. Yeah, she's got a real good reason to have abandoned you. He yeah. had a six-hour drive to Nebraska. 
to explain that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so JTT's like, listen, lady, I need a bus ticket, basically. He's just like, the only way I get a bus ticket to New York is if you go home. He doesn't actually say that out loud, though. He's really trying to do the, you know, forgive him. He's such a good mm-hmm. guy deal. And she throws him out on his face, and it was wonderful. And then he sees what kind of band was this? Was this a polka band? What what kind of I don't know. It was like there was a fiddle, I think. Yeah, yeah. There was there was some good stuff happening. Don't was, get me wrong. Instruments. As yeah. someone from a part of the Midwest that is famous for turf and turf shall we say Mm. it did very much feel like the midwest is written by someone who has never set foot like in the midwest and they're like okay the midwest polka fiddles cows (laughs) all right we're done that's the midwest (laughs) yep (laughs) yeah but they (laughs) my son has not stopped singing this song since the movie has ended (laughs) um he so JTT gets this band to back up the officer as he frantically writes lyrics down on his ticket pad Mm -hmm. and then hands it to him. And he's singing, oh, Marjorie, oh, Marjorie, I need you to come home. (laughs) That song is is a forever classic in my head. It is. By the end, he really gets into it, and she's crying. Um, mm-hmm. b- by the end, it gets saucy. Yeah. The end lyrics that JTT does not write is him being like, I'll make it up to you on the velvet skirt of the Christmas tree. And all of the diners were also into it. Yeah. Very into it. There was an, yeah. By the end, everyone in the restaurant is invested in the outcome of this. Mm-hmm. How could you not be? I know. <laughs> I know. And then JTT's like, and now get down on your knees. And so he, then he sings, and yeah, get down on your knees. Did you see the beautiful look of excitement on that man's face when he thought he was supposed to tell his wife to get on her knees at that yeah. moment? <laughs> no. It was definitely, you know, when you give decorations to a cake decorator Mm -hmm. and then you're like, write happy birthday in yellow or something. And then they put write happy birthday in yellow and icing on the cake. That's what it felt like. (laughs) It's true. But then the officer hits his knees because that is what a good grovel requires. Mm -hmm. And she kisses his face off. She does. She's coming In her little diner uniform. Yeah. And then when she hugs him. It, you can't see his face because of the cow ear that's obstructing it. Oh, oh my god, god, the cow ear. Oh my god, the cow ear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with this whole thing. Okay, so then he gets his ticket. And it is time to get on a bus ticket straight to New York. No mm-hmm. stops. Oh, it's the best. This might be my favorite con in the whole movie. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But first, we have to mention what he sees in the bus station Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it explains the need for the con, which is that meanwhile, I don't know. I can't remember why I was I was definitely paying all of my attention to the movie. But sometimes my brain would like back away from the movie and go into a different corner. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So for they maybe it's just because they wanted to. But Allie and Eddie have stopped at 
Edelbrook, a, like a Christmas village. A fam- I mean, you have Bavarian to stop somewhere village. on a road trip. Why not I guess stop that's at a Christmas yeah. Bavarian village? Yeah, so they've, village. they've stopped and they're actually having a little bit of a good time. Like mm-hmm. Eddie is kind of being a fun guy mm-hmm. and Jessica Beale's enjoying herself. And uh, there is mistletoe and there is a local news station filming mm-hmm. the whole thing. And so Eddie and Allie share a little smooch under the mistletoe Yay! for the benefit of a local news reporter who's like, it's the kiss, kiss cam. You know, yeah, it's, the kiss it's, cam. it's hard to say no to the kiss cam. It's hard to yes. say no, but this is broadcast to the bus station where JTT is boarding the bus. So JTT sees his girlfriend kissing this guy who owns a Pathfinder. And he's like, I got to get to this place. I got to get like, to Edelbrook. kill him. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets on this bus and the bus driver's not having it. He's like, no, this is one one way to New York. No stops. No funny business. Yeah. And we're not going to Edelbrook, obviously. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> why would we do that of all things? Jeez. So JTT looks around and he sees a kid with some crayons. And then he sees a cooler coming out from the top of the luggage thing. And mm-hmm. then he sees a man that I actually can't explain what the actual fuck was happening <laughs> with that man. <laughs> what was that? It was like a toast with like an actual liver on it. It looked like, like, like a, a, a raw like beef canned organ meat, meat of some sort I, but an I, organ for sure like steak tartare you know how when you get on a bus uh-huh, you just really yeah. want to have some steak tartare <laughs> yeah that's my go-to frankly <laughs> yeah always classic road trip food i would say steak tartare and so my favorite part is that we just get that to a cut scene of jtt finishing the the top of his masterpiece so we still to this day years later have no idea how jtt wrestled that organ meat out of that man's clutches how did he do it i don't know more was there had to be more surely he had his steak tartar had a nap and (laughs) then jtt took like you know the backup state of the state tartar yeah Yeah. okay the backup stuff Mm -hmm. absolutely i mean it was rough since the guy was carrying it in his back pocket right okay as As one does that's (laughs) traditionally traditionally that is the way you you would store such things right Mm -hmm. is this is it tartar that you would actually store it underneath the saddle of your horse while it was raw. Oh Man, um, I thought this was a bit. A joke. What, is it not a bit? Is this stop. real? <laughs> you have to stop this I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you're I, teaching me something I, or pulling the wool over my eyes. I <laughs> am so sure that it's tartar that traditionally oh was between the, like, the spine of your horse and yeah. its saddle. I know I'm right. I know I'm right. Something oh to do God. with the saddle. No, you're right. That is the traditional <laughs> saddle pad that's how my nana taught me absolutely every time you do something like this i have to remind myself that i chose this life i chose to be friends with you (laughs) we all learned something today (sighs) that you think is true anyway so maybe this man was actually like an invading horse-bound barbarian who was just storing his meat the traditional way Mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah, he yeah. lost his trusty steed. He had to come up with a backup plan. Get on a bus. It was a bus. Get on a bus. Take that saddle pad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so JTT gets the cooler, yes. the crayons, and the steak tartare, <laughs> and we see him writing out like, what does it say? Like, organ donor mm-hmm. something. Like yeah. in route. Ali, Ali, whoever needs this liver, get me their stat. Yeah, it's a heart. It's supposed to be a heart. <laughs> and it does look a little bit like a heart. Yes! <laughs> so JTT, like the hero he is, does he just set it in the aisle and then someone else sees it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Someone else this sees it. Nice lady next to him is like, oh my God, is this yours? Are you, are you on this beautiful mission to save a young girl's life? And he's like, oh, well, I'm glad someone noticed. <laughs> Dusts his shoulders off. And so now the whole bus is behind him. Mm-hmm. There is a military man who's like, you must stop this bus because we are all going to be heroes today. And the whole bus pressures this bus driver to go to Edelbrook or wherever the wherever the hell they are. Oh, hey, HBs. I don't know if you've heard, but we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on You? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. And Jessica Beal and Edman have been put in the honeymoon suite together. Only there was only, only one, one room left. There was uh-huh. only one room left, and it happened to be the honeymoon suite. And mm-hmm. there was only one bed. Yeah. It is really cute though, because she's like, wow, I never thought I would feel so safe with you in the same bed with me. And it pans over to him and he's basically got like an entire parka on. And he's like, do you need me to put on any more clothes? And she's like, no, no, I think you're fine. See, Eddie is the hero. I'm just he like, there's a universe where Eddie is the hero. Absolutely. I, yeah. I will say if we were to insert, if we were to splice in maybe spicier content, mm. I would like to see some Eddie Jessica Beal like action. Most mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That kiss was good. It was good. It was a good kiss. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so he gets there. He goes in. He finds her. The room. whole van or the whole bus is like cheering for him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good luck to you, good sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Save that tiny girl's life. So he gets in there, he gets to the room, and he's like, Where is he? I'm gonna kill him. And she's like, oh my God, where did you come from? How is this happening? <laughs> You're dressed as Santa. <laughs> Why are you and in a Santa suit? Surely by this point doesn't smell great. Like oh. this is like, it's been two solid days maybe that he's mm-hmm. been in the same suit. Mm-hmm. And 
it does not look like a suit that wicks moisture or, you know. <laughs> no, not at all. And I think that he just walks into the room and starts eating something. Am I misremembering that? Maybe, possible. possibly. He's just no, like food. Yeah, that's food possible. In my mouth. I can't uh, believe he didn't immediately go to the bathroom. You know what I mean? Right? Julie, you you live in a house with someone who owns a Santa suit. Mm-hmm. What is the like likelihood that those will smell after two days of being worn, do you think? I mean, I have no science behind this, but those are meant to be worn for like 30 minutes at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Like you, you honestly don't want to be the last kid at the end of Santa's shift. No, it's gnarly no. over there. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> like- <laughs> no. And he's been wrestling people for steak tartare. Oh, yeah. And like. He He's was been, out in the desert. We started in the desert. The ground. Yeah. He threw up in a purse. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we haven't been moving from sterile room to sterile room Mm-mm. in the Santa suit. He was hit by a van. Yeah. And literally <laughs> just thrown 30 feet. And we have to assume when he sat in the van that that seat was also filled with tomatoes or something. Oh, yeah. absolutely. That thing was covered in mayo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she's like, it's not what it looks like. And then Eddie comes out of that bathroom like the king he is in just a towel. Like a fucking peacock. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> and JGT's like, you kissed my girl. Ugh, how dare you? And Eddie's like, oh, I can't believe that you're here. And he's <laughs> giving him some lip. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so JGT does what I think was probably a misstep here. And he pantses Eddie. He takes the towel yeah. right off of him and shows his penis to everyone. And I feel yeah. like that could have gone sideways for him. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if Eddie is who I think he is, <laughs> yeah. do you want to reveal that to everyone? Right. 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 Just, I understand that these four minors when they filmed this movie uh-huh. trying to walk the line here, but I'm just saying. No, Eddie the yeah. character, Eddie the character's packing. And yeah, like, there's yeah. nothing, there's nothing else to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so here's a, here's a double lesson is that you shouldn't pants people because it's like, you know, technically sexual assault or whatever. That's the one. Yep. But then also it might come back to bite you. You yeah. might yeah. not get the reaction that you thought you were going to yeah, get. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You might make someone extra curious about things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we, we can't be sure there was a strategic face. This is a Disney movie. I watched <laughs> this true. on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. So there's not actually any nudity. You just know that the towel is gone. I didn't watch this on Disney Plus because I own it, which is, yes. is something I'm choosing to admit. <laughs> did you did you own it as a young person, Julie? Oh, we've gone from VHS to DVD, the Blu-ray to a digital so copy. Was so, this yeah. in one of those like white, I want to say almost like puffy cases, you know, that Disney had yeah. where they were like Still, no, the, the clam think, cases yeah i think that those are only reserved for like animated disney features oh okay because okay. like heavyweights didn't come in one what's the the big green does anyone remember that one no, oh, i don't oh man i'm just going into like disney live action i love it like well, movies over here there was like a like jtt was in this like huck finn movie Ooh. um that's a choice that also had a clamshell. I felt like that was Disney. Oh. Yeah, it had like God. Who was in it? I should Christina say that Rachel. my VHS copy was probably also like one of the ones you buy from Blockbuster. That's like in the old Blockbuster case. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So we didn't have a lot of a puffed clam shell. <laughs> Elijah we, Wood. We, we, we our blood wasn't that rich. Anne mm-hmm. Hayes, Ron Perlman, Robbie Coltrane, Sierra Simone. Where oh are you going? God, that's oh. who's in Huck Finn with with JTT, right? I do have a yes. quick research note to add in. Yes. Uh, uh, the dish steak tartare originated oh. with Genghis Khan's uh, <laughs> Mongol warriors okay. who conquered okay. Europe by they horse. They rode a lot Le- of horses. Legend states that the tartars or mounted nomads would secrete a piece of horse meat under the saddle <laughs> prior to a day's marauding. By nightfall, it would be tenderized into a paste and it could be eaten with uh, horse milk. You're so good at writing and your brain is so awesome that I still don't know whether you're teaching me something or pulling the wool over my eyes. I (laughs) wish I was this good to incept some like JTT con man energy into our podcast about Uh JTT's con man energy to give you this whole story about this dish. I just want to put it out there that if you've ever wondered what it's like to do copy edits with Sierra Simone, this is it. This right here. <laughs> this is it. It's too much. <laughs> Sounds like an actual dream. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so by the end of this conversation in the hotel room, she finds out that the real reason he's going back to New York is not for family or Christmas cheer or the love of her. It is for that Porsche. And she's like, like, you didn't change at all. You're the worst. Actually, I have to read what she said because she she steals his seat on the bus. Mm -hmm. And as her mic drop moment, she says, I can't take fake remorse from a fake Santa giving fake apologies. You might be a fake boyfriend, but you're a genuine butthole. (laughs) Oh, it's a good speech. That's a good burn. It's so good. And I guarantee you at Disney, that screenwriter had to fight for butthole. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I've worked at the mouse. I can tell you. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And also, um, my six-year-old was very impressed, uh, very excited, and stoked about his new vocabulary word. So that's going to go over well. Who doesn't love a good butthole with the grandmothers? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, wait till he takes it to school. Oh, man, that's going to be a treat. (laughs) So good. So then he and Eddie bond over ladies being ruthless. It's very cute and very funny. He gets in the car with Eddie and they're like jamming out to whatever boy music they're listening to. Mm -hmm. Um, Not not Aqua. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, man, Eddie, this is so cool. Like, you're being so awesome. And I can get home with you. I'll get home on time. And I will get my Porsche. And it'll be amazing. Just a couple of fellas trying to get home for Christmas. Yeah. And so Eddie does a big swerve onto the side of a road. And he's like, nope, got to get out. I thought I liked this. Don't. You got to get out. God, I love Eddie. I mean, too. (laughs) And his reasoning is that. First of all, helping someone would be bad for his reputation. It's off-brand. It's off-brand for Eddie, and Eddie, is he's all about his brand. He yeah. knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the second thing is, he says, he says, and also, why would I help you get a Porsche so that you can be cooler than me back at yeah. school? That's why would not I Eddie? help the yeah. competition? Doesn't yeah. make any sense. That's not going to help the Ed man. Nah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, I can't believe that it took me until now to see that Eddie is actually like <laughs> Julie Murphy catnip. <laughs> uh, I, just... I knew JTT was, but Eddie, <laughs> I should have known. Listen, the third person thing, I just can't help. I find it hilariously charming. <laughs> and not in like a, not in like a, I'm so charmed, you're so smooth kind of way, but just yeah, in yeah. like. I'm smarter than you and I like this feeling. And also I like watching you peck at the ground and try to be a cool boy. You know? I just like I'm big and dumb. Oh and Eddie and with fits the bill so nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. So now the only way that JGD is gonna get home is if he wins this Santa race. All right. Of course. Yeah. There's a yes. small town Santa race and he has to win it. There's a guy who buys his entrance because he, JTT tries to make up a story about his receipt getting burned down in his whole house. It does not work, though, because he's losing his touch, man. Yeah. The further he gets to the East Coast, the more he loses his touch. The longer the Santa suit stays on. <gasps> yeah. That's true. No? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this guy buys his entrance and they're running the whole time. They get to the end and... JTT like loses his hat. You have to have the hat on in order to, um, to cross win. the finish line. Yeah. 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 And so, P.S., it's been shenanigans up until this point. Like, there's a Santa crash. There's a lot mm -hmm. of nonsense that's happening. There's one fantastic. Santa that's in like a spandex Santa yes. suit, and he's like the athlete. Yes. He's going to win the whole thing. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then he gets cocky and he runs into a Santa sign of some sort, some yes. sign that's pointing him to the North Pole or something. <laughs> and so then the nice guy is like, oh no, that Santa has lost his hat. I have to look back at him and be like, is he okay? And then JTT picks up that hat and sprints and gets by him right at the end and wins. And it's a thousand dollars cash prize. It's a thousand dollars. This is the point where my husband came in and sat next to me and then started offering his, you Ooh, know, like yeah, his logical, mm -hmm. like <laughs> middle-aged man commentary <laughs> on everything. And he was like, why did the mayor slow down? Like, why did he slow down? Why did he look back? Why didn't he just keep running? It's like, cause it was in the script, son. Yeah. Like it was in the script. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> He's just a warm hearted, good guy. He just wanted yeah. to make sure JTT was okay. By the way, JTT's Santa hat was glued on. So yes, we forgot it, about that. But then had been Unfair ripped advantage. off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it had been ripped off by Jessica Beale earlier. So if he had not been a jerk to Jessica Beale and caused her to rip off the hat, he could have won the race more easily. I think. You're so right. There's mm -hmm. a lesson in there. It would have been much less of a nail biter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then he gets in a cab after he gets all of his money and he's back there and he's just like counting his hundos. He's very proud of himself. And then the taxi driver's like, oh, you you beat the mayor or whatever? And he was like, oh, he's the mayor, huh? He's like, yeah. yeah. We really love it when he wins because he gives all of his, all the winnings to charity to feed hungry cats or something. I don't know. I don't know. On Christmas, they're turkey it's dinner a, or something. It's a turkeys. He gets oh. turkeys for families who can't oh, afford turkeys. That's the one it is. <laughs> yeah, and so JGG has this moment where he's like, all of my problems are solved. I can just go to the airport right now. But, oh no, I think my heart has grown at least two sizes so far. It hurts. Oh, I hate it. So he goes and he has the taxi driver take him to the mayor's house and he gives him back all the money. 
And the the mayor, like, who has an awesome house, by the way, this is like, this is where if Jessica Biel had been running the Santa race, she would have been asking some deeper questions, like why this mayor with so much structural power still has so much poverty in his town. And the only way he can alleviate mm. poverty <laughs> is by winning a race to give people turkeys for one day a year. Like mm -hmm. and open only a thousand dollars of turkeys. Like how many turkeys is yeah. that actually buying us? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was 1998. Maybe 1998. it was the turkey boom. Who knows? Yeah. Like maybe <laughs> the turkey boom in 98. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really true. But JTD has no questions. He's like, you're the man. And mm -hmm. I love it. Oh, hey, HBs. I don't know if you've heard, but we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on You? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. So he's stranded again. He has no money. And he calls home and his sister answers the phone. His little sister. She's the precocious, smaller one. It's very cute. Mm -hmm. And she's like, man, you really are like kind of dicked out there, aren't you? And he's like, yeah, it wasn't a story. <laughs> like, I cannot get home. So she's like. I've got some piggy bank nonsense because when your dad works for the vice president, you have <laughs> that's right. Bank. Yeah. Like, I mean, and they're they're not living in a bad house. I mean, no. I cringe looking at it because I grew up in houses like that and I'm like, oh, oh. The, the wallpaper, the spindles, everything. But <laughs> it's a nice house out like in the New York City burbs, like yeah, no oh, yeah. one is doing that bad for themselves mm -hmm. in this family. And like so her birthday money is good. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. it, she's definitely like squirreled away her money while JTT has been like gambling oh, his yeah. money away. You know what I mean? So she's mm -hmm. she's got enough stored up to save the day. It's really cute. So she buys. She would be yeah. like she would get her own book. You know, like uh, yeah. like a book three or book four. Like she's definitely book when four. she goes to college. Yeah, yeah, she would go to college and get her own book. Oh, I love what this. if book four is oh no i can't i can't say this out loud but i will what if book four <laughs> is her and like uh eddie but she's definitely like over 18 you know what i mean <gasps> yes, yeah yes, yes, yeah yes, she's yes, in yes, college yes, yes, he's yes, older yes. Oh. yeah like at an internship oh my god oh, it's no. writing itself it's oh, writing no. itself this is a problem <laughs> see my <laughs> first instinct was ian after a glow up but oh, yeah, I think you're right. Oh, yeah. That's true. But Plus, brother's, brother's enemy is so much better than brother's best friend. That's what I'm saying. And true. we would be pining for Eddie's book. Yeah. If you like seeded him into book two and three, the readers right? would be yeah. like, what the fuck? When does Eddie get his book? And then he oh, gets it. This is definitely how <laughs> peculiar taste happened, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
This is literally how it happened. <laughs> Zoom calls gone Wait. wild. Yeah. I just have to say, I think Ian is destined to end up with one of the jocks. He like helps them with oh, homework or something. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. We're all so smart oh, and pretty. Oh, I know. Let's write geniuses. a book series. Yeah. <laughs> okay 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 little sister where are we oh yeah so she buys him a plane ticket and she's like don't worry it's pre 9-11 so you don't need an id i'll just give you a Mm -hmm. password and the password is like i'm a poop sniffer who is the worst and like you know loves buttholes that's right yeah And so the lady's like, oh, great. You are you. Um, you do, however, still need an ID to get onto the plane. And he's like, policy's the worst. But then <laughs> he sees a faded Great Dane or some sort of other pooch. It's in I a just kennel. have to say, I've gotten on an airplane post 9-11 without an ID before. So really? JTT yeah. just wasn't conning hard enough. Wow. You what? Yeah. You compromise the security of our nation. Wow. Really, the whole nation, <laughs> all fifty states. Go so get on a plane to New Orleans. Were you like a baby? Like, were you like a kid? And yeah, you're like, no. I'm a kid. I don't. I was a grown ass adult like four years ago. <laughs> huh. What? I How forgot did they let my, you do that? I forgot my license at home. So they pulled. Okay, we're. I'm getting into the weeds with this, but they pulled me to the side at TSA, yeah. and I was like, my flight board's in literally twenty minutes, and I forgot my ID at home. What yeah. do I do? And they pulled me to the side and they started questioning me and they're like, we're going to ask you questions. Only Julie Murphy would know. And they like, they <laughs> had my, know. <laughs> I don't know. I gave them my social security number. I don't know. Well, I, it was weird when that TSA agent pulled out a copy of Dumplin'. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very bizarre. <laughs> no, they were like, one of them was like on the phone with like the White House or Washington, D.C. I don't know. It's something important. <laughs> but they made my husband stand around the corner so that we couldn't see each other and make yeah. like eye contact and like weird blinking messages to each other <laughs> and then they proceeded to ask me i'm awful at like if it, the only number i know is my social security number and totally. i'm awful at dates i can't even tell you like what year we got married mm-hmm. and they proceeded to ask me questions i definitely didn't know like <laughs> what year did you buy your house like uh, oh god things like this and then finally i was like okay i never i've only ever done this one other time in my life but literally <laughs> Just look up my Wikipedia page. Yes. <laughs> There's a photo ID right there. It's real. It's authentic. You can yeah. extensively Google me. And finally, they let me through. But, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So anyways, when- JTT should have just tried harder. He really should have. Yeah. I mean, I managed to get a steak knife through three airports one summer accidentally <gasps> in my oh carry-on. Oh, my God. So- <laughs> like, it was a whoopsie. you knowing it? I had no idea. Okay, yeah. So the the thing was was that I went to a, a dance convention where you need things like cheese knives if you're up till three in the okay. morning. Like okay. you have to uh-huh. have snacks, okay? And then I did accidentally leave that knife in my carry on when I packed to go all over the country wow. for summer, and nobody caught it. Not a wow. single airport knew about my secret. That's really steak impressive. Knife yeah is it, we should travel together yeah. we should definitely travel together <laughs> that would I'll be come great. on your next writing retreat don't okay. worry Perfect. <laughs> so he somehow gets into that kennel 
And they are, he's on the plane now. And the dog yeah. is adorable and licking his face and farting. And both my son and I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the real Disney magic was that dog. Well, truly. Yeah. yeah. This is where the husband commentary was like derailing the viewing experience mm-hmm. because he was like, no one loading up that crate <laughs> notice the full size human in a santa suit like also in the crate listen this is why he's not a writer okay yeah Suspend your logic That's right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can happen yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you just gotta believe mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so now he tries to get on a train and this one really fucks him up. Like somehow mm-hmm. the train guy, not not TSA, nobody at the airport had any problems, but the train guy was like, not this time. So yeah. he throws him off the train. And JTT does end up riding on the ceiling of a car. But yeah, he's holding on to the hood of a car in yeah. his Santa suit. Yeah. Which I guarantee you is the moment that the screenwriter, like that was the initial moment the screenwriter had in their head. Totally. When they were oh, like, yeah, I have to write this movie. Yeah. Totally. They like, they knew mm-hmm. what the trailer was going to look like in their head. And this was yeah. like one of the clips from the trailer. Yeah. Surely. If they yeah. didn't put that clip in the trailer, they did a bad job. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Bad job trailering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then he like, he has to, he has to tuck and roll off the, off the ceiling of that car and then he steals a one horse open sleigh and jessica beale's like parting line to him was like i wouldn't believe you cared about me even if you showed up in a one horse open sleigh or like santa so good so he does and she's like i'm a lying liar and you're too (laughs) cute to stay mad at (laughs) and then on away baby Uh uh-huh away uh-huh. You conned me out of my heart again. Yeah. Again, though, cannot <sighs> imagine how bad he smells by oh, this God. point. No. Like, just cannot even imagine it. It's been no. like four days in the Santa suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You yeah. should know that like one of Sierra's like big pet peeves is like daily showers mm-hmm. and changing her clothes like every day. Like if we go on a trip, there's no reusing anything. Whoa. No. You know that as a form of sort of like primitive deodorant that uh like aristocrats in the 1700s would just wear mini linen underlayers and the way that you stopped yourself from just Uh being the smelliest person was by changing those linen (laughs) underlayers because the clothes that are closest to your skin absorb the bacteria that make you smell and so it's important to change the clothes that touch your skin (gasps) that is like half the battle towards not smelling Mm-hmm. That okay. makes a lot that of sense. That makes sense. It does. Yeah. Old tiny yeah. science, man. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> I actually learned this from a Mary Roach book. If people don't read Mary Roach books, highly recommend. Mm-hmm. They're the Agreed. most fun and the best. This one was called Packing for Mars, and it was all about space oh, travel and like how are astronauts going to be up in space and not smell the worst. Um, anyway, yeah. Mary Roach, they're great audiobooks. Awesome. Yep. That's really cool. Yeah. So then he and Jessica Beale go to his house and she's like, wow, it's 5.59. I guess you made it here on time. Good job. And he's like, why don't you be a deer and tell me when it's after six? 
like, I've changed, baby. I'm a changed man. That's right. I had, ha- I had hashtag character development when I gave uh. that money back to the mayor. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I've grown as a man. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute and she's like you've never been sexier and she's right yeah so they go into the house after six the dad still tries to give him the car and jtt makes his parental dreams come true because he says no no it's not ready yet we're gonna need a lot more christmases together before that car gets its full glam up yeah over yeah before it gets its full like (laughs) TLC makeover. That's yeah, it's it's ready yeah. for its face reveal or whatever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then his sister is the only sane one because she hugs him and then pushes him as far as she can across the room and says, yes. "You stink. You weren't wearing 1700s linen under things underneath the suit." Yeah. It's true. And that was a mistake on mm-hmm. those jocks part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't Jocks plan did well you wrong. You. No. And then he and the stepmother have another moment where mm-hmm. they talk about sweater sizes, mm-hmm. which I think is supposed to indicate that they're going to build a relationship yeah. from here. With sweater sizes, like unusually sized sweaters. Well, that's the, the best part, though. Relationship. Because yeah. she says, or he says, it's a 36, by the way. My sweater size is 36. And then he says, what's your sweater size for future reference? And then she says, eight. Eight, which is like a normal top size. I'm an eight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's normal stuff. Sweaters come in like medium, large. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I am, maybe, I am very confused by the sizing at Talbot's or wherever this woman yeah, is getting. I was going to say, maybe he's going to get her like an expensive sweater from some expensive department store mm-hmm. where yeah, they're yeah. sized. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they're right. made of like alpaca wool or whatever. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I will say, though, like, I think we're supposed to feel like JTT is being unreasonably hard on his dad for remarrying. Mm-hmm. But 10 months after his mom died to have like met someone been engaged and then get married like that is a pretty short amount of time yeah Yeah. I would also be a little suspicious of the timeline it's a little bit of like Olivia Wilde Harry Styles timeline Uh going Mm -hmm. on there Mm -hmm. yeah 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 I mean it's rough all the way around but you know he works for the vice president like he works for the vice president I mean it's gonna be fine yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> his his story is the novella you know yeah. like he gets yeah. the novella oh, yeah. yes that yeah. widowed single dad mm-hmm. uh-huh. gets swept off his feet by someone who just really loves sweaters absolutely and has outlandish ideas of sizing and then the the sister series to this can be your new camelot series sierra there yes. you go yes That's yes that's yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Things are getting spicy. We did it. Yeah, we did it. We solved the problem of, of I'll be home for Christmas. I'll yes. tell you what, we got a lot accomplished today. We've planned an yeah. entire new series. Yeah. We found the secret of like, you know, working with friends and it is yes anding each other into mm-hmm. oblivion. Yeah. I learned about meat steak tartare yeah. i guess it would have been horse, horse tartare for genghis horse khan tartar. It, oh yeah. yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it yeah. a little oh. weird to okay. like tenderize your horse meat using With a your living horse? horse? Yeah. yeah. No, like, I think that's just resourceful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Plus, yeah. it really keeps the horses in line. Like, you know what could happen to them. <laughs> you, could be, you could be what I'm tenderizing right that's now. Right. Instead of the tenderizer. You better not throw me. I'll tell you, no. I'll tell you that much. That's great. <laughs> right. I, I like that. That makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> we oh like horses gosh. just so we're knows by the way no yeah. one's gonna eat a horse no not, i don't know mm-mm. i mean if i oh have to God. sure yeah if i have to <laughs> yeah <laughs> if i if i'm stranded in a cold place mm-hmm. and i have to like crawl into it if like you have Luke to skywalker does uh-huh. with the white furry animal uh-huh. yeah. okay that's what happens okay. and isn't there that um that jack london book too <laughs> oh or he does that. Oh. Jack London. That. Yeah. He, everyone's teasing me for knowing about 1700s <laughs> linen under things. I have never even read a Jack London book. <laughs> anyway, the point is, is that I'm neutral to horses. I'm not going to yeah. go out of my way to like punch it like I'm someone at the Olympics. But totally. like, if I got to eat a horse, that's what happens to me. You know? Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's part of the hero's journey. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Depending on the circumstances. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Oh my God. Thank you for coming today. Thank we you so, had so much. so much fun. Oh, thank you for writing this fucking amazing book. Oh. I'm obsessed with it. I've been telling everybody that you guys wrote the Christmas book I've always wanted and uh, yeah so thank you personally thank you thank you we had like a criminal amount of fun writing it like it feels i almost feel guilty that it's my job to write these books because we just absolutely are as silly as we want to be um so yeah it's it's a very zany book like i think if you you look at the cover and you're like, this looks like a professional book that was written by professional people. It <laughs> was. <laughs> That's also true. It's, 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 pretty, it's pretty zany. <laughs> <laughs> we were just, you know, and there's no asides about steak tartare. I can promise that. I, I did spare everyone. At least not in book in one. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I, I'm kind of hoping book two has some footnotes or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Sierra yeah. Simone footnotes. <laughs> I mean, Sierra Simone's footnotes are probably literally footnotes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. Listen, you can add, you can add a little fetish in there. It's fine. That's good stuff. Look, oh. Melody said so. Don't you worry. So... Yeah, Melody said so. It's done. It's done. <laughs> so the gloves are off, Julie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. you. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Y'all, I had an absurd amount of fun with Julie and Sierra. Um, But, you know, while I was editing the episode, I did start to wonder how horse meat comes up so much on this show. You know what I mean? Whatever. I'm not complaining. So thank you for listening. My lady love for today is take a break if you need one. Um, I was incredibly nervous about taking this hiatus, but it's given me so much energy to put back into the show and the HB community overall. Next week, I'll be back with Jen Comfort recapping that new Lindsay Lohan Netflix Christmas movie, Falling for Christmas. 
And I don't care what anyone says. I'm so fucking stoked to watch it. If you want more of Heaving Bosoms, including giveaways and some sneak peeks of exciting things to come, head over to patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast. All right. Keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love back pocket steak tartare, the traditional bus snack. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.